I play Al Pacino's butt. Hello and welcome back to Pals, the podcast where two pals, myself and Aaron... Hello! Watch an episode of Friends every week and then record a little podcast about it. How are we doing? Yeah, alright. Not bad at all. Good, good. The one with the butt. How are you feeling? <laughs> the one with the butt. Um, mixed bag, I think. I, I, personally, the name of the episode might be the best bit about it. <laughs> I think we might have a bit of a, uh, a differ then this um, a, a differing of opinions this week because I'm already sensing some uh, some amount of negativity coming from your end and I, I actually I'm going to put it straight out there at early doors and say I think this is the best episode so far. It was all right. Part of it might be the experience that I had watching it, but part of it I, it wasn't bad. It just didn't nothing happened again it was just like a yeah 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 i, I mean i should say that we were psychics last episode because i said um we were, we were getting really sick of the sort of opening bit where it's like hey, what about this thing when they're in perk and said maybe next episode that completely changes and it did yeah we did not open in perk before we dig down into why it was such a bad watching experience for you because you did just say then something along the lines of maybe it was the way in which yeah. to watch this episode so before okay. we dig down into that let's have a 30 seconds of of what actually happened this week are you ready i'm ready when you are okay uh the friends go and watch joey performing a play which leads to him getting his quote-unquote big break uh, as a stunt double for al pacino's butt at the same time chandler gets himself uh, a new lady friend, but he is not the only man for her. The end. Yeah, that's, I mean, that was... There's only two stories in the thing, isn't there? Yeah, so why was your viewing experience dampered this week? Because, unlike you, uh, my wife won't watch Friends with us because she hates it. So you can do it as, oh, let's watch Friends. So I, I didn't. I watch and make notes alone and I hadn't been able to do that because of my work schedule. So I watched it on my headphones on the bus coming home from work last night. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, uh, well, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, thanks to iOS 14, um, there is a neat little picture in picture display thing where I was watching it on a smaller screen whilst making my notes and then when I didn't have notes, could reopen it sort of big. So that was good. So thanks, thanks Apple for that. But um, yeah, I, it wasn't bad. There was nothing terrible about it. There was also just nothing great. I didn't think. Um, I did, and there was an asterisk with this. All right, I did skip the intro this time, but but that was less of I'm sick of it and more just because I was on the bus and that was you know that was thirty seconds. That I could have just been watching the thing while I was on the bus. So were I watching it in the house, I probably wouldn't have bothered. But I did skip asterisk. Yeah, okay. Well, no, fair enough. I appreciate your honesty. Christine actually said to me this week, bearing in mind she's not listened to an episode yet. um, And she 
doesn't know my sort of semi fascination with the intro. She actually said to me this week, I think because I started humming it or started singing it or something as it played, and she said, "Oh, have you not got sick of this this intro yet? Does it? Oh no, sorry." She said, "Does it always bring you happiness?" And I went, well, "So far, yeah, it does. It does." Oh, um, you are yeah. a sucker for a bit of music, Bill, because I have I've been to your house before when. Me and me and Beck have been down to stay and say like you might be in the kitchen in a bruise and you were humming the theme tune to the podcast that you and me used to do <laughs> just because you liked the tune of it. You just stood in the making the brew going, what does it go like? I was going to do it, but I was, I was going to do Franz Ferdinand. It's not that. What does it, it go it? like? Uh, no, I didn't I'll do the. You did. You were in the kitchen going, um It was Ooh Baby Best Buy. Oh, you did used to sing that a lot. No, you were doing the tune, I remember it really well. You were going, um I know at the end it goes What is it what's the tune? I don't know. I don't know. All I ever remember singing was Ooh Baby Best Buy. We should explain <laughs> that we used to do a when I first had my daughter. Uh, and you were about two months off having your daughter. We started a podcast the week after mine was born uh, called Two Men and Their Babies, where we tracked the first year of parenting, basically. And because you yeah. were two months behind me, it was quite good because every time you came across something, I was able to relate to that two months in the past kind of thing. So we, we sort of muddled through the first year, helping each other out a little bit, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, and now a little bit down the line neither of us can even remember the theme tune for it (laughs) (laughs) and we're both giving up on parenting yeah I'll stick it in at the end (laughs) we open instead of it being in Perk we open um, in the audience of a play Mm -hmm. Uh, Joey is in there it's unbeknownst to everyone it turns out to be a musical uh, about the life of Sigmund Freud Um, they're still awful friends mate they're they're there in the audience but they're slagging them off from the get go yeah and firstly behind his back and then they make when they do when he does come out after the play he makes very like you know how you kind of go oh no mate you know you were great like just to try and sort of uh, ice over the cracks well yeah that for a half a second before just turning on him and just telling him how crap it was basically um chandler doesn't bother doing that he comes up and goes awful play yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah he wasn't as subtle see i found from the start that that set the scene for this whole episode for me because there was so many laughs i had more laughs in the opening sequence in the theatre than I've had in the whole, any one single episode so far. All right, okay. I did like, um, so like after the play finishes, when, when the play actually does finish and they're giving sort of bows at the end, everybody's gone apart from the remaining five friends who aren't in the play, obviously, and about three people. Yeah, I only saw I saw one bloke behind them, which I thought was really odd because he was like, he was only like two feet away from them, like the next row back, 
and he was just standing, staring, looking. I thought he was like um, uh, like a doorman or something, but he didn't look like a doorman at all. And But it was really odd that they'd left him in by himself, just kind of staring over the top of the group. Um, well, and there's obviously at least one other person in the audience because there's the lady of Chandler's affections. Yeah, yeah. Um, who, I mean, I, said, I watched this last night. I've already forgotten her name. Uh, I don't think I ever knew it. But okay. <laughs> what I can tell you is that what I found, because the, the reason I didn't know it's a name, because I was fixated on this point, he comes back from their first encounter after asking her out uh, by uh, and announces that she's Italian, right? Yes. Now, jumping ahead into the very next scene, um, or, or a couple of scenes later, when he's on his yeah. dinner date with her and he's telling the gang... Um, retrospectively how the date had gone and says yep she's so interesting she was in the israeli army yep yeah so how how many italians do you know that are in the israeli army surely the israeli army is for the israelis you'd think so what and she's not about escaping up to the border somewhere else as well it's like we escaped unless they escaped from italy but you don't escape Italy into Israel. Fry and pan fire. Yeah, but and especially not if you're Italian, because that's escaping <laughs> to <laughs> another country. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that whole thing is bizarre, really. I don't know if that was... If we're missing something... You know, polit- me and you do know a person who is somehow from Russia, Israel, Coventry and South Shields all at the same time. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is true. Um, and a little bit of Sheffield, although I think that was just for university. But I mean, technically, yes, I, I, I granted. But technically, she is Israeli, born in Israeli, of Russian parents. Oh, is that the score? Oh, yeah, right, okay. Russian parents moved to Israel. Well, she was born in Israel, and then they all moved to England. Riddle me this, Greg. At what point was she in the Italian army? <laughs> That is a good question. The only thing I could think of is that this woman was clearly, to me anyway, clearly Mossad. What? She must have been Mossad. She must have been part of the Israeli intelligence services and obviously went to Chandler initially. Her cover to be in the play must have been that she was an Italian on holiday watching some uh, watching some theatre but then, for whatever reason, she's dropped cover on their dinner date and just come out with the truth. Yeah, I'm actually Israeli. I'm part of the I'm part of the Israeli military. <laughs> Maybe it's Chandler she's trying to spy on. Maybe yeah. it's whatever he does for a job that she. Yeah, maybe he's part of CIA or something. He's got secrets. <laughs> but, I mean, they are Which the world's not... worst spies, though. If he's wow. if he's CIA and he's fallen trapped to a Mossad agent, and within their first meeting, the Mossad agent has dropped cover and told him all about a military past, they are the, the two world's worst intelligence operatives. I think if you were thinking about this while the episode was on, this might have been why you enjoyed it more than I did. <laughs> Yeah, my fascination with all things military probably yeah, overtook yeah. the actual episode, yeah. Yeah, because there was very little evidence of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I did really like when he spots her and he's like, oh my God, she's beautiful. She makes the women that I dream about look like short, fat, bald men. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was what I mean, there was some fun. good laughs. And yeah, that was I, good, yeah. 
and then also Ross sort of digging him out for like um, when you kind of look for some uh, reassurance, like oh, I'd never get a girl like that, would I? And he was like, "You would never in a million years get a girl like that." And he goes, "Yeah, thanks, man." Ross, back me up here. He can never get a woman like that in a million years. Thank you. Just before we leave the auditorium. Mm. Um, when they're all insulting them, says, oh, come on, that was way better than the play with all the trolls. Did you pick up on that or not? Because I no. would like to see that. Joey played it, just by the tiny little clue that he leaves us, he played a faceless troll in a play. <laughs> now, I want to know what that is. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, well, surely years later, didn't, uh, didn't Justin Timberlake make that film anyway? Wasn't that the Trolls or something? A musical yeah, but, about Trolls? Yeah, but that was, that was animated. This is presumably live action. Yeah, yeah well, presumably, yeah. <laughs> I want to see that. It's great. So, um, after the date, Chandler picks up with his friends to tell them how it's all gone. Back in Perk. Back in Perk. Where was the date? Uh, yeah, it very much looked in a, it looked to be in Perk. It was in Perk, but they just tried to, like, they put the chairs up so that it didn't look like that. Now, me and you both, I still do work in hospitality. Me and you have worked in hospitality together, right? Mm-hmm. Those chairs are up as a passive-aggressive sign from the staff to leave. Yeah. You do. You turn, you might turn the lights down if it was someone like that, or you might turn them violently up, or you might swing yeah. between the two. Uh, the music goes off. The pop bucket re- comes out. Oh, like you are so deliberately passive aggressive to get rid of people. You might get changed. <laughs> you know, yeah. you might do all sorts. They're still in there, and he says they were talking till two. Yeah, so, two a.m. We we wondered a few episodes ago what time that place shuts. Two a.m. at the minimum. Yeah. It's a cafe. Yeah, it's a cafe which does or doesn't serve food yet to be confirmed. I, yeah, I was going to say I didn't spot any clues this episode. No. I did spot one thing. I spotted on. our boy. I spotted our boy Gunther again. Did you? You're so good at spotting him. I did not see him at all. Yeah, very much again. Like. When I say background, there might have been three or four rows of. It was when Perk was quite busy during when Ross, when Chandler's telling the the gang about the date, and he was like four or five layers back, if you like, through customers and things like that, right behind the bar again. It's like real extra, like proper background. Yeah, Weird. but just yeah, continuation like week in week out, he's always there. Well, it is um, they've done that. Yeah, it's really strange. Like I say, it's. Um, for him to keep they either had the plan all along that he was going to become a part and they just wanted to well we're paying you anyway so because we've already written you into this story so we're going to keep using you even though we're not actually using you because you're not actually got any you've not actually got any lines yet but you're getting paid so just go and stand over there kind of thing it must be i don't don't know um but uh this woman that chandler's seeing so we go on to find that she's um uh, she's got multiple men, so she's married. Yeah, she's married. She's got a boyfriend, I think Ethan, and then down the line, the the deal breaker is another guy as well. After Chandler, so Chandler's After number Chandler. three. Then they added, she adds a fourth to her, yeah. her, her repertoire. Well, has this woman got? Does she, apart from the obvious Mossad, putting that to one side <laughs> for a minute, yeah. has this woman got a job? 
because how the oh, hell has she got time to do anything? If she's seeing four dudes on rotation, how has she got time to do anything other than see the dudes? I don't know. I get complained at on a daily basis that I'm not spending enough time with my family. And I'm only going to work and coming home. Yeah, yeah. So if I, I was I seeing it. three other women, I'd never have time to do anything. This is the only thing that I've got time to do. Yeah. What we're doing right now. I this don't is know how anyone's time. got... I never mind the time. I don't know how anyone's got the energy. I'd be absolutely <laughs> knackered all the time. Yeah, I am knackered all the time, man. All the, She hasn't got... Well, we don't know, but we can just assume she hasn't got kids, though. I, I hope not. I, I really hope not as well. Really That's not. A, that might go somewhere is to explain where she gets any of the time or energy from. Because, I mean, I've, I don't even talk to the window cleaner anymore. I just can't yeah. be bothered. He hasn't got the time. He doesn't shut up, does he? We, yeah. um, oh, that is a, somehow he is this. But even for the kids' sake, that is one venomous relationship of web of lies to be sort of brought <laughs> up in. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he's explaining all that to the gang, because mm-hmm. she, he goes like, "Oh, what? Um, you know, if you, if you've got a husband and a boyfriend, what kind of relationship do you see us having?" And she says, "Well, mainly sexual." To which, obviously, his eyes light up. And when he's telling the the gang, everyone else is like, "Oh," and Monica picks a fight with him. Say like, "Oh, you know, like, did you not listen to the story and all that?" Like she gets on a high horse, like sort of morally. Now. That means that she has forgotten last episode where she was involved in a plot to split up a happy couple. <laughs> yeah. In which, that in that episode, she forgot the previous in which she knows the date of her brother's virginity loss. <laughs> so she has got real, like, moving goalposts when it comes to morality and memory. <laughs> yeah she's a, a moral compass is all over the place yeah oh there is a story with her in the episode isn't there i forgot about that they're like sort of picking on her for being like a neat freak which is what i think only it's the first real sort of mention of it they've teased it a little bit but like yeah. rachel cleans the apartment and moves the little green ottoman and she's like oh put it over there which to be fair i i was kind of on monica's side with that anyway because it is her apartment yeah and also you don't you don't use a um, what would you call don't it? Don't use pop. that. That's not a chair around the table. Who's on that oh, one? It's not an ottoman, though, is it? It's a it's a puff, isn't it, or a poof? Well, that's what we would call it. They they called it the ottoman in the episode. Yeah, right. To me, that isn't what an ottoman is. I think that's a much bigger thing, isn't it? Well, an ottoman's like something that opens up, like an ottoman bed is a bed that lifts up and and to put stuff underneath. I've got an ottoman chest. Yeah, I've got like an ottoman downstairs, which is the same fabric as my sofas, but it's like oh, a box with a yeah. lid that you lift up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. But no, that was like a little footrest thing. But yeah, Rachel says like, oh, it's an extra seat around the thing. Like, no, it's not. Who's, who is the person who draws the short straw for that? Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. I'd rather sit on the floor. Oh, Monica, you're, you're a moral hurricane again. Your turn to sit on the fucking ottoman. <laughs> and talking about Rachel, right, in the, in that scene, yeah. Red Red Cross Rachel. Our top just had a Red Cross on it. Yeah, she looked like she was working for the Red Cross. She, was, she, was we strange. she didn't do anything in this episode. She didn't do anything, neither did Phoebe. Phoebe had, like, two throwaway lines that mm. were both gags and they both landed, but that was literally the whole she said. Oh, I'll tell you a line that I did really like, though. 
I think it was more the delivery, actually, the line, because I don't think the line isn't that funny, but when Rachel has cleaned the apartment, mm. um, she's like, oh, I did this, I did that. I even, I used the vacuum cleaner in all the attachments, apart from, it was something like, apart from the little circle one with the brushes, I don't know what that's for. And Ross goes, nobody knows, we're not supposed to ask. And I just thought, I don't know, it was like, that actually felt like quite a natural gag. That is the sort of thing that you would say, I think. Yeah, yeah, like, although although it's for pet hair, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think we'd all, all like just fluff. And there is an answer, but yeah. it's just the way that he said it. Like, no, I, I agree. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, he looked like an absolute tramp, though. Did you pick what up was, on that, what he was wearing? Uh, was that like the shirt, the open-collar shirt, again, with a big blazer, oversized blazer? It, um, it's a, it was an oversized blazer or coat, but then underneath that was quite a big denim shirt. You know how he loves that denim shirt with a tie? He's a freak. Um, that, but he had it untucked, so it was even longer than the big coat. Yeah. It, he, okay. looked, honestly, he looked like he, he was recently homeless. That's what he looked like. He, like, he had only just been kicked out. <laughs> Again, a very 90s kind of look, I think. Like a really yeah. long untucked shirt hanging out under the blazer. Mm-hmm. Um do you, did you, uh, while well, we're talking about cleanliness and stuff, Chandler, when we're in Chandler's apartment, we're actually in Chandler's bedroom and him and his, time. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And him and his girlfriend are sat in the, sat on the bed chatting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now you could see over her shoulder. Now he had, okay. he had a, a washing basket for his dirty washing or dirty, right. la- dirty laundry, if you want. And it was a clear bag that was probably like a clear tube, if you like, uh, which was probably four foot high. And then above that, that bag was mounted onto a basketball hoop. And okay. that hoop, hoop was ban- mounted onto a basketball backboard. So basically, yeah. he... You, should, you throw your dirty laundry in there. Yes, you roll your clothes up, you you throw it in there like a basketball hoop and drops into the basketball. Okay. Now, firstly, first point, brilliant. Love that. Love that. Second point, for a grown man, probably not the best look in the world when you're bringing ladies back to your apartment. Right. On point one, point one, which was brilliant, yeah? Yeah. I had one of them. Yeah, great. Well, yeah, that is great. But I think the optimal word there is had. Is yes, this when you were a child? Probably about 14 or 15. Yeah. For a man, for an adult man. For an adult man in his <sighs> mid-20s. Um, does, does it show that he's fun? They're in New York in the 90s. Does it show that he's fun? Maybe. I mean, neither of us would be able to have one now because we we don't have our own washing basket. We have a shared family one, and yeah. I don't think Beck would be like, if I went, hey, I've got this basketball one to put in the corner, I don't think she'd go, what a fantastic idea. I think she'd but go, it, you are an idiot. <laughs> is there not a point, though, where it's a circle? So you go from being a child, and oh, that's really fun cause he, and cute because he's a child, right. to... to your mid twenties ish, where you go. It's weird. That's weird. You're an adult now. You need to get okay. rid of that thing. To forties or fifties, where you go. Ah, oh, look at that. Heart. 
Yeah, he's look at that. That's a bit of fun because he's because he's a fun dad. I tell you what, if you rephrase it from 40s and 50s back down to 32, which is my age, then me, the adult man who owns wrestling belts and lightsabers, completely agrees with you. <laughs> and is going straight onto Amazon this afternoon to purchase a basketball washing basket. <laughs> Hang on, wait a minute. You sent me friends Lego last night. Yeah, and yeah, you didn't comment on that, which I thought was strange. Sorry, I was, uh, yeah, I was, uh, when you sent us it, I was um, in the co-op buying uh, bread and milk at, what, quarter to ten at night when I'd got home from work. You were, hang um, on, you, you were buying bread and milk? Don't, don't you just walk around to your neighbour's house, let yourself in and just take it from their fridge? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't want, uh, I didn't want, instructions on how to clean a pan so i didn't bother so just Um, to be clear chandler literally episode yeah (laughs) yeah after he wakes up the morning after the night before with his with his lady friend he in his dressing gown lets himself into monica's apartment goes clears it out of everything he needs to make breakfast for his lady and leaves again just bizarre but yeah um so so the reason i didn't answer is because i was in the co-op with friends on pause on me thing um trying to get served at that time yeah, no so fair. apologies um yeah and also across it last night you were an idiot yeah 60 quid. Stumbled, stumbled across it 60 quid lego set of friends you get like the central perk and all the rest of it and you get all the friends but have you seen them none of them look anything like any of the friends oh i'll have, to have a look I, I saw it on my phone and uh, i'll have a look again now is, is gunther in that is he in the background no, I didn't see. It's just the, the six core cast as far as I can see. But they look, I mean, they are Lego, so you can only do so much with them. But at least try and get, like, Rachel's iconic hair, because that is one of her visually distinguishing marks. But yeah. it, it looks nothing like it. So Rachel's iconic hair, which I teased last episode, was making its first appearance on this yeah, one. Yeah, the Rachel, the Rachel it, was here. It was there, but it isn't. I don't think it's in its it's in a prototype form, isn't it? It was a bit long at the back and a bit. She had it tied up. Yeah, she did in parts, but that was uh, the, the opening scene. She didn't, and that was kind of. I said straight away, ah, the Rachels landed, because that yeah. was that was the hair that I remembered everyone going nuts for in the in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. What happened, big guy? Big guy. <laughs> it felt like a big guy moment. <laughs> We're, we're running a little bit short on time, so I'm going to skip over the Lego, check it out, and we'll talk about it a bit more next time. My, I really struggled this week with best pal, best friend. So I'm going to rattle it out. I'm going to tell you my best pal was... So when... We haven't even talked about Joey, but Joey has got a job in Al Pacino's new movie. He is Al Pacino's butt double, Hence yeah. the name of the episode, the one with the butt. When um, the, he tries to give direction and says that he's going for uh, quiet desperation with his arse, that made yeah. me laugh. Yeah, so yeah, he's in the shower and yeah, he's pulling funny faces and stuff. Obviously, you don't see his butt, but then the director says something like, Why are you clenching? And he said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's trying to go for quiet desperation. And he's yeah. basically butt acting. Um, yeah, and I liked the, it. Yeah, yeah, great scene. Ends up getting the boot from the uh, from from the film for overacting. Yeah. Um, 
I hated the director. He was not yeah. charismatic, not funny. Just well, do you know heart. what? He, yeah, but I also thought it was quite realistic because it, what that's probably just like absolute going through the motions thing for them. That for them shooting it is probably the same as like, oh, we need a shot um, of the road. Like, right, we just need to get this done. I've got a hundred things to do today. Like, get this guy in. And then you see him doing that, the butt acting, and he's like, look, what are you doing? I, I, I didn't hate him. I did think he was uncharismatic, but I thought that was probably how they were going for the character. I didn't think he was bad. I thought he was accurate. Yeah, you're probably right. I think I just, when he, when Joey comes on, when he first, the scene opens, and Joey says, I just want to thank you for this opportunity, <clears throat> when, it, when it, where he could have gone, oh, yeah, no worries. Like, let's yeah. get this done. He was like, he just blanked it the scorn in face and then just moved on but yeah. my instant hatred for that man produced my best pal of the episode which, All was, right. which was the cameraman who was stood directly behind him Okay. and for, I, I, I said I struggled so this is really tenuous but the reason that he was my best pal is because stood next to my most hated pal of the episode mm-hmm. it made him look a lot better ah uh, right I see it's like okay, when yeah. an attractive girl has the, her unattractive friend to make her look better. So, i.e., when Rachel was friends with Monica at school, you have big fat Monica who, yeah. who has Rachel stood next to her the whole time to make herself look nicer. Yeah. The cameraman did nothing at all. But he jumped out at me as being my best pal just because I hated the guy that was stood next to him so much. Okay. I don't have a best pal because the only pal that I really spotted was the director, who I thought was just fine. And um, obviously uh, the girlfriend, who I've looked now, and she is called Aurora. She was kind of over the pal line and also still not great. Like. too obvious, wasn't it? And, yeah, and she was a bit of a dick. So, so yeah, I, I'm powerless personally. This oh. this app. Um, I don't know if we can allow that. You'd have to. I, I think we should have three strikes, and you're out. So that's strike one. All you right, have okay. to find power next time, even if you have to watch the episode again. Okay, fine. You've got. That's, you've got to come up fair. with power. I mean, it's the whole fair. point of the podcast. It's the name of the podcast. <laughs> it is the name. Um, yeah, no, I'll tell you what stood out for us was if I'm if I'm really searching, I did quite like that um at the very opening of Joey's musical, he's uh giving therapy to the woman lying on the, the couch thing. Yeah. And then at the end of this musical, she's still on there, which would mean presumably <laughs> she's spent the entire thing there. Can that be can that be my pal? Have I already accepted my strike? No, no, I'm happy with that. You've worked oh, it out. Right. You've played it out in your head, and you're happy, and you found it. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah, I did think like, oh, for two hours she's played that. That's good. Yeah, uh, no, that is good. That's a great pal. It's a better pal than mine. All right, cool. Um, I do have two really quick points to make before I, we have to. Well, we don't have to go. We've I've got a little something for you. But okay. um, I did want to say, um, since last episode, Chandler is much better at breakups. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he does well. I think, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think he, um, yeah, I mean, faced with the prospect of your future girlfriend not only having three other boyfriends, but also probably going to add to that list at some point. Yeah, we'll I imagine, at that point. Yeah, I imagine breakups are easier in that situation. 
Um, and we found a pal, so I'm going to go with an outsider for my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, my best friend was Phoebe. Okay. Simply because of her closing line when she's trying to come. Well, it's not. It's towards the end um, when she's trying to comfort Joey when he gets uh, sacked from the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, he's saying, oh, you know, this is my big break and I, I fluffed it and all the rest of it. And she's going, no, I don't think it is. Like, there's, the, you've got another big break coming and you'll know and blah, blah, blah. And one day there'll be some kid somewhere who's going to be really excited to tell his friends that he, he's Joey Tribbiani's butt in the movie. And I thought, yeah. do you know what? That was actually quite a sweet line. So she yeah. wins. Wholesome friend of the week. Yeah, very good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, she dropped her. In fact, she's not been that um, sociopathic during this these these last four or five episodes. So it's more the more Rachel and Monica and things, I think. So I think, yeah, that's fair enough. My best friend would be Ross this week, purely because um, I didn't think he had he didn't obviously didn't have a main story line, which I think helped him because it was. I think dipping in and out with a funny bit. Yeah, I think little and often is better for Ross than than being on all the time because I think you, yeah. if you dilute Ross, I think he's funnier. And the opening scene in particular in the theatre, I thought he landed a couple of good lines. So all I'm right. going to go with Ross. Ross it is. So that was the sixth episode of the season. Okay. In this country, seasons tend to run, well, series tend to run for six episodes. Mm-hmm. So I thought this would be a good little point to give you a, a little quiz. Oh, okay. Uh, a quiz on the first six episodes? Yeah, just the first six. Oh, I like this. It's only little. I just thought, you know, why why not? Um, I've, I've because of my terrible from... memory. How many, how many is this out of? You've got ten. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In episode one... What show is Rachel watching when she's sort of feeling sorry for herself, having her cry night in in her wedding dress? Uh, what show is she watching? Is it the one where somebody falls down the stairs? No, no that's like, uh, you do that, but that's not her. Uh, you're getting half a mark for that. I'm just going to tell you right now, because they do do that because they go, push her down the stairs. Yeah, push yeah, her yeah. Down. Yeah, but it's not that. That's a different scene, but you're having half a mark, mate. Um, I will give you the answers at the end, but I wanted you to feel confident with that one. Okay. Um, question two on episode one. Who does Monica go on a date with? Monica goes on a date with Paul, the wine guy. Okay. Question three. When Rachel is cutting up her cards... Yeah. What card does she cut up first? <sighs> wow. I can only think... What is it? I mean, they're all credit cards, yeah? So it's not credit cards you're looking for. You're looking for the specific type of credit card. I'll just repeat the question. Okay. Which card does she cut up first? Credit card? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> is it? I'm not telling you until the end. If I had to guess, I'd say an American Express, because they all use American Express. Okay, I've made a note of that. Final one from the first episode. Um, so Chandler's telling everyone a story. It's about his dream... And it starts, I'm in Las Vegas, I'm... Fill in the blanks, please. <laughs> um, oh, I've no idea. I'm... I'm... Uh, I'm I'm at a go-go dancing show, and I'm a dancer. 
Okay. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> In episode two, what food does Rachel bake her ring into? Uh, lasagna. Very confident answer there. Yeah. In episode six, what is the name of Ross and Monica's childhood dog that actually did go upstate to live on a farm? Wink, wink. I don't know. Episode six. We've just watched episode oh, no, six. Sorry. Uh, in question six. It's in episode oh, right. two. Um, three, actually. I don't know, so I'm going to say Rusty. Rusty. Okay, question seven. When Chandler becomes a smoker again, he's out on the balcony smoking and it starts to rain. What does he use as shelter? Is it a dustbin lid? Bin lid, okay. Or it might be like a barbecue lid. Do they have a barbecue lid? Okay, lid of some sort. Lid, big lid. Question eight. um, What is the quote vegetarian, end quote, pate made from? That Uh, moment has been giving to Phoebe, if you remember the. Yeah, yeah, I remember the scene on the balcony. I don't know again, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to say chicken. Chicken liver. Chicken liver pate. Question nine. What does Janice buy for Chandler? Uh, what does she buy for Chandler? She buys him a... I think I can't remember. I'm going to say a T-shirt because I've no idea. A T-shirt. And final question is from this episode. Um, and I've really, really... It's it, it tripped me up not to say it about four times. What was the name of Joy's musical? Uh, Freud. Okay, I remember that from the so, uh, the the billboard at the right at the start because I honestly didn't know what the I, I'll be honest, here, hold my hands up and say I didn't know what that word was until oh, you, right, okay. until you said that the that the episode opens on a musical about Sigmund Freud and I was like uh, Ah Freud that's the word that's what, that's what those letters mean yeah right okay so. What show is Rachel watching? You've got half a mark. The correct answer was Cheers, but you have got half a mark for uh, falling down the stairs. Yeah, Jordy loved Chachi, apparently. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Chachi? Chachi wasn't in Cheers. Are you sure? Yeah, Chachi was in... The, um, the answer the internet's given me is Cheers. Yeah, no, it might be Cheers, but Chachi wasn't in Cheers. Chachi's in um, uh, with the Fonz. Um, Happy Days. Mm. Uh, cheers is like is um is phrase dr fraser crane um, yeah, yeah oh no what have i done tim tim Let's what's his name Dan- dancer what's his name um ted danson ted danson yeah that was cheers woody woody uh was oh my um, god ha- the answer the answer is happy days not cheers yeah so I mean, you still didn't give us it i didn't get it no I'd just like to apologise. I promise you the rest of this is uh, meticulously planned. Um, <laughs> who does Monica go on not a real date with was, in fact, Paul the Wine Guy. Well done. Yes. Uh, what card does she cut up first? It is actually a library card she cuts up first. A library? Okay. No, okay. yeah. Um, I'm in Las Vegas. I'm. It's not go-go dancing. It's Liza Minnelli. Ah, oh, I knew it'd be some sort of fruity dance. That's, yeah, that's yeah. why I think, yeah, Liza Minnelli, that's good. Uh, it is a lasagna that she bakes her engagement ring into. Uh, the name of their dog that goes to live upstate was Chi-Chi. 
Ah, rusty, almost. Not rusty, Chi-Chi. Um, if I could give you a bonus point, I would for bin lid, because you said that with such confidence, but, and I didn't know. I had to go back and check. It was a bin lid. Was um, it? Yeah. Nice. I, that bonus point has just gone now since you heard it say, was it? Their confidence is great. The veg pat is made from goose. Oh, goose. Okay. Yeah. And it was going to be some sort of bird, wasn't it? But um, The gift socks, Rocky and Bullwinkle socks. Ah, damn it. I knew it was clothing. I couldn't, clothing, I couldn't think. Yeah. yeah. And Rubbish the this. name of the musical was Freud. However, it was Freud with an exclamation mark, as uh, Phoebe's little gag at the beginning reminds us. So I will give you a mark for that. But, you know, just editor's oh, notes there. One, two, three, four and a half out of ten. Oh, you I'm need not... to pay more attention, mate. I did poorly, but I enjoyed it very much. I'd love, <laughs> I'd love another one in six episodes. I think six is good because trying to remember back over what is three hours of television yeah. to answer 10 questions i think is is it's um, it's not it's not yeah it's not easy but it's also it is manageable yeah i enjoyed that that was great four and a half out of 10 <laughs> which so, um, uh, leads us to our final question give yeah. the episode a mark out of six i am gonna go first here because i think that i'm gonna uh, like unbalanced scales I think you're going to go low I'm going to give it a 5 out of 6 because oh really I thought you'd go yeah. 4 5 that, oh, that's good it, it was my best episode yeah so maybe I'm marking it high because I got overexcited because I actually had more laughs this week than I've had in any other episodes um, right. so I'm going to go 5 yeah ok um, I'm going with 3 ok 3 um, what I'm also going to do I'm going to correlate all of these and maybe i'll go for a, a, a mid-season who's been the best friend after like say that you'll go with 12 episodes yeah 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 who's we been are... the best friend what's our what's our sort of average score over the episodes we are 25 percent through season one we are um but we're also only uh, six weeks into four years of a plan <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Let's, you have to set small, early. set small targets, small checkpoints. Don't you're look at the big picture. You're that runner who starts celebrating and then gets overtaken at the line, <laughs> aren't you? You're him. Oh, come on then, come on then, done. That's yeah, you. Absolutely. Uh, I'll see you in another 168 hours. In another 168 hours. Yeah, I know that because I left the stopwatch running from last week's record. So we <laughs> are. When I started it up this morning, we were just coming up to 168 hours on the uh, on the stopwatch. Very good. Yeah. So Very I'm guessing good. I'll see you in another 168 hours. Nice. That can be our catchy little sign off from now on. <laughs> really catchy. Yeah. <laughs> well. Thanks for uh, thanks for for joining us again, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Peace. Nice one. See you later. Bye, pal. Bye, pal.